0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com In our parashah, we just read about what we call in the Haggadah, Barba'a Banim Dibra'a Torah. The Torah speaks about four different children. Rasha, Chacham, Tam, V'Shano Y'day Alishol. The Rasha, the Haggadah knocks him down. Ake et'shinav. We spoke about this in the past. How is it possible to categorize a kid? You called him a wicked kid. He ask questions. How do you treat a kid normally when he comes in with questions that seems to be like harsh questions? It seems to be like questions that challenge you. How do you deal with that? You call him a rasha, now. We explained this one time, a tuftam. That's not a subject just to explain. I, I, I always tell the story. That uh we visited one time a family in Manzi, and they had beautiful drawing on the wall, and the drawing was of four different children. W- one of the children had such a mischief look, and he had this um how do you call this uh. Yeah. Not where they with the stones. Shatka. Maklea. Shatka? Stingshah. Slingshah. Rugatka.
1: And they asked,
0: uh, the Balabayit asked, you know what this is? These are the two four children. This is the Rasha. You see how it is? That represents the Rasha. So I said to him that you should know that usually those kids... You can't categorize them when they... He looked like, I don't know what, a 9-year-old, a 10 years old You can't categorize a kid, a ten, a nine, ten years old as a Rashad. There's no such thing. Uh, you can call him a shovab, You call him that he's a troublemaker. Right now, is you know, is he's, he's, he's starting his life. So kids do a lot of things along the way. Eventually, those kids could come out to the best. Chacham Ovadia said that normally when you have a kid that's... Very Shovav, Mischief, this does a lot of things that you wouldn't want him to do. He does a lot of trouble, what we call an English troublemaker. Usually those kids eventually become the best. They become the, the smartest, the most, they achieve the most, they do the most. They, they, they usually are the proud of the family. Eventually, within time, you see so much nachat from them. And that kid that you see with the seffel sitting down, that looked on the picture, like the Chacham... You never know. Usually, you know, uh, those kids burn out. That's what happens, eventually. So you can't know right now at this age. What does it mean? It's a different discussion for a different time. But I want to touch on two children that we see in our parasha, and parashat hanan later on. The Rashi points out, in our parasha, we say at the end of the parasha, parashat bo, we're already in the next parasha, but and so, a Adonai, kol rechem, So parasha that speaks about coming to Eretz Yisrael. And once you come to Eretz Yisrael, says the Torah, what is the zechut of coming to Eretz Yisrael? And on that, we have the question of one of the four children, one of the Banim. What is this? What's the purpose of it? What is that? What are you doing? What is that? That's what the kid asks. And Rashi points out over here that this kid is a yelled Tipesh. The Agada calls him Tam. Over here, it's called the Tipesh. That's what it is. Tam. That's what we're talking about over here. That's another kid. Is a kid, Tom. He just knows how to ask, What is this? That's it. So you give him an answer. You answer him. It's your kid. You have to answer him. What's the answer? And so on. It's a whole answer. Rashi points out that later on, in Parashat V'et we have the kid that is a smart kid, that is the Chacham, and on him... You see that he comes out with an answer, right, right away, sharp. It's a sharp, high IQ. He has a lot of questions. Where these questions came from beforehand, the Torah, same thing, speaks about the zekhut of coming into Eretz Israel. It speaks about, How do you? Inherit the land of Eretz Israel. What does it say over there? It says like this There's three things that the Torah speaks about that one needs to keep in order to inherit the land of Israel. What are they? Shamor et Mitzvot. Hashem, there's Mitzvot over here. There's Edotav, Edut, and Chukav, So, this kid is a sharp kid. He's a high IQ. He's smart. He's on the ball. Right away, you have sometimes those kids that you speak one thing, and right away, they have sharp questions and they know ready to challenge you. Very smart kids. So, this is the kind of kids we're talking about. This is called, categorized as a Chacham. What's the question that he has? He has the following question. He got it right on the ball. Edut hukimu mishpatim, the three things that we spoke, he right away understands the three different categories. He wants to know. Ma edut. Edut means every mitzvah that you do represents something. It presents something. You do something. What's the purpose of doing that? Yut matzah, what does it represent? He wants to know. What's the purpose of that? What does it which What's the idea behind it? Chukim. Chukim. Chuk. We all know. Khuk is Tavar benotam. Why the Akadosh B'Chu commended such a thing? There's no reason, but it's got to be that Akadosh B'Chu commended. We have to do it. What's the purpose? What's the reason? He wants to know Mishpatim. Mishpatim thinks that makes sense. He wants to know all the things. Every detail. very nice. Chacham. So you answer him as well. You give him an answer that that's satisfying. He has to be answered, so you answer him and you tell him what he says. goes on, which means you answer him those three things. What does it represent? Hukim, mishpatim, edut, everything you get. How do you deal with a ben that's considered? Rashi calls him tipesh that we have in our parasha. How do you deal with such a kid? You can ask, Mazot. Mazot. That's that I want to touch on today. How do you deal with a kid that it happened to be, that it's not with the highest IQ, actually has low IQ? We don't, we don't always have kids that are all brilliant. Some of the kids are smart. Some of the kids are less smart, some of the kids Tom, some Shinoya Dali There's a variety of kids in a family. You have all kinds of kids. How do you Torah teaches you how to deal with each and every kid? What do you say and what do you do to each one? So that's what I want to know. How do you treat the kid that Rashi calls him Tipesh? The Ragadak calls him Tom. And the second question that I like to ask, which is, I think, also a screaming question, I need to know. This that we read right now. In uh, in our parasha, we see that it says that question of the ben is in the two parshiyot that's written in the Tfilin. You know, in the Tfilin you have four parshiyot. Tefillin shel rosh has four parshiyot. Tefillin shel Yad has four parshiyot. The only difference is, but tefillin shel Yad is in all one parasha, but there's four parshiyot written in one klaf. And in the Rosh, you have four klofim. What's the four klofim? You have over there the, the, the four parashiot of Kadesh Li, Ve'akivei Shema Yisrael, Ve'ayev, im Shamoah. So those first two that's written in the Tfilin, Shel Rosh and Shel Yad, are very important. Very important. So you would think you would have on the Tfilin the most important message. It's got to be the most important message. One of the messages in the tefillin that we all wear every morning is the question of this ben pesh, And it's a pele. Why do you have that in the tefillin? Which means you open up the tefillin, and you'll see that what it says over there. Ve'aki shalcha or mazot. That's what we have on the tefillin. And the answer to that child. Why do we have... Isn't it more correct to have, if you want to have a question from the four, one of the four balims, to have the ben chacham. Not less than that. I think the answer is the following. You know, for, for thousands of years, society got it wrong. Finally, now, within society, mamash, it's the last thing in our generation that people understand no kid left behind. That new concept of no kid left behind is a new thing. It used to be when we grew up, that a kid that is not so smart in the classroom, you would have in the classroom 30 kids. Some kids are smarter. They're, They're learning very well. They're getting hundreds on the test. And some kids are not making it. They're not making it. They're getting 30, 40. They're trying. Some are not trying. Some are more trying. Some are motivated. Some are not motivated. What do you do with a kid that's either not motivated Whatever you you tried, whatever it is, he's not motivated. He doesn't want to learn. What do you do with a kid that wants to learn, but he's not capable? You explain to him, 3 plus 3 is 6, and you ask him, 3 plus 3, what is it? And you teach him in all different forms. He doesn't get it. So what do you do with such a kid? What do you do with such a kid? So it used to be, the mentality was, when I grew up, that's the way I remember it was, that a kid that's not so good, in Hebrew they would call him you leave him to warm up the, seat, the, 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 the the chair, that's it, let him warm up the chair, let him be in the classroom, eventually he grow up, and uh, you know, he'll become a bus driver, or he'll become, I don't know what, he'll do something with his life, so he's not going to be an engineer, so okay, that's what happens with him, and that's how it was for thousands of years. Until now, in this generation, it's a new thing. It's a chidush. It's a new thing, in America especially. There's no such thing. If your kid needs help, he needs to be, uh, uh, to be put online, you can't just leave him. You can't leave him. You can't, if, if, a, if a parent or a teacher doesn't recognize that the kid needs help, it's a problem with the parent. Sometimes it's, it's a serious issue. Sometimes they call the ACS on you if you don't treat the kids. The kids need help. You have to, you have to treat the kid accordingly. Parents need to be always be uh, uh, behind the, the the kid, knowing where he's holding, what his, his, his capabilities are, and pushing to his full potential. That's the way it is today. And you have in in the classroom, uh, it's a whole curriculum in, in in schools that they, you know, each kid has to be reported. What is, what, how is he doing in class? If he's not doing well. So there's ways how to, uh, to to pick him up, to pick his learning up, to pick his motivation up. It used to be when I grew up, if a kid needed some help, so you would find him a tutor, it would be an embarrassment. You would not let anybody know that this kid gets a tutor. Why? Shiduchim, this, you know, it's, it's embarrassing. A kid would not tell anybody that he's getting help. He's getting... A therapy would be a dirty word. You're not allowed to send the kid... To therapy, if you send them, nobody knows. It kept him quiet. Today, a kid comes out in the middle of class. I'm, Where am you going. I have my therapist, and all the kids are looking at him in jealousy. Wow, he has a therapist today. Change, mentality change. How does the Torah look at such a thing? It's true. Or it's not true. Mm-hmm. Is that the way it is today. <laughs> that's the way it is today what does the Torah say about this you have a bentipesh. look at how the Torah says you should answer such a kid when you have such a kid they ask a simple question Mazot Rashi says Machar doesn't mean now Machar is in the future in generations to come when you'll have a kid you'll have such a kid with a low IQ Mazot he calls him he's ignorant, he doesn't know much. The amount I love, you have to start explaining to him. In his level, you explain to him all the things that you explain to Chacham in his level. This is what it symbolizes. They do All the details. You start teaching him the deepest, slowly, slowly, the deepest terms of Torah, coaching, you start dealing with him with depth, slowly, slowly. Later on, you start teaching him the mitzvot filim, how it connects with all the details of mitzvot filim, because it says over here, which means you don't put it on the strong end, you put it on the left end. You start dealing with him and teaching him details of each mitzvah. It keeps on explaining more and more. This is how you treat a kid that doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. Let him be. What are you teaching him all this? The, the idea behind what the Torah wants to teach us over here is you should know... The yele tipesh is temporarily. It depends how you treat such a kid. If you push him to his full potential, you can take him even higher than that. The Torah is machkimat peti, says the Pasuk in Teilim. When you teach him Torah, when you teach the right way, each kid has his own special way of learning. If you teach one size fits all learning in a classroom, 30 kids, you say it one way, and those that get it good, those that don't get it, it's their problem. That's not going to work. You have to treat each kid with his own level, with his own understanding, with the way he understands. This is the message of the Torah we hear. This is a very, very important message for us. As parents, we all parents, we're all educators, we all come across people, some of us are rabbis, some of us, we come across people, we need to understand each person is individual and independent for himself. You have to treat him independently and see What's how to treat him. You can't treat that person or that kid the same way you treated his brother. It's two different people, and you have to treat each one of them differently. And that is the reason you put it on the tefillin. This is the most powerful message, because the most powerful message of the Torah is bringing up the next generation. It's not The Torah is not only for us to take home, and that's it. The Torah obligates us, to learn with our kids. What's the mitzvah of learning with the kids? Each parent has to sit down and, and learn with the kids. This is a, this is a very uh, big obligation to each parent over here. You think that, you know, I'm, I send my kids to, uh, to school, let them deal with it. Afternoon, he goes to, uh, to, I don't know what, he goes, he has a guitar session, and afterwards he has uh, something else. And that's it. That's his day. I don't have to do anything. I come seven o'clock from work. I'm all tired. I don't uh, let me rest for an hour before uh, before I fall asleep. The truth is, the Torah obligates each and every father. <speaking in Hebrew> Why is the levanecha? The mother is anyway home. The mother anyway takes care of the kids. The mother anyway connected with the children. Who's not connected? The father. that comes seven o'clock. He just wants a quiet moment after having such a harsh day, and a rough day, and a tough day, and now all the kids also jump on his head, that's not what a father really wants, he wants to lay down on the sofa, relax, maybe go to a wake, relax, drink his coffee, and, and meet with a chavuta, and that's all, but the Torah says no, you have an obligation to sit down, and connect with your kid, educate your kid, teach your kid, that connection is very important, for the health, for the upbringing, the, the, of, of the kid, the the Mental health of the kid, the upbringing of the kid, when the kid sees that a parent gives that to him, he grows out to be a different kid. He likes the learning. He's, he enjoys the learning. Why? Because he had the connection with his father. He gave him that learning opportunity. He gave him that learning experience. If a father didn't give that to his kid, of course it has to be done with a flavor, with with, with, with uh, enjoy, enjoyment. Not that a father comes guy starts screaming at his kids. Some people make that mistake. They, they, they sit with the kid and start screaming. Ah, oh, you don't know. How come you don't know? Your brother knows. I, when I was your age, I knew all this by heart. But, of course, that's not going to help. The main purpose of sitting down with your kids is not actually educating him and teaching him. Rather, the connection, the connection with the kid that's very, very important. <coughs> that connection actually... Gives him a feeling that I want to learn. Once you want to learn, you want to take that to the next level. That builds up the, the kid to such a level that he comes to school and he's motivated already. It's a lot of different techniques of how to treat a kid. It's all written openly in the Torah, as we saw a couple of them right here. But this is something that is so important that a coach saw that it fit to be in the Tefillin shel rosh and Tefillin shel yad it's a very very important thing and i think that connects very well from what i heard about the nifteret that uh, that, that really was excellent in that she gave over to her kids and to and, and the way i heard even to uh, to to the congregation and to the people at large that very, very personal touch, giving over the idea of each person is a very important person. I heard that from from the daughter, how she treated each person with such respect that each person felt important. When you feel important, you can achieve in life, you can do in life. All these things that come across, these are something that is remembered and is practiced afterwards by the kids as well, by the kids and by society at large. Whoever that person touched throughout their life, when you come across such a person that treats you that way, eventually you become a better person. You become a person that's elevated. You become a person that's even healthier, emotionally healthier. Today it's so hard to find emotional, uh, healthy people. It's, 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 it's a hard, hard generation. And when you have a person that really gives it to you and and, and invests in you. Sometimes it's not even a big investment. Sometimes it's a small uh, conversation that builds you up. It's a conversation about how important you are. Making you feel something important. When you feel that way, eventually it takes you to the next level. You become a better person. And you create such a generation that's so much better. And this is a meticulous work that was done, the way I hear, for, uh, by, by the Nifteret, Bezrat Hashem, this uh, se- seuda, this gathering in this Torah should be for her the mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by Toanitime.com.